Hold on to your earphones, folks, because you're listening to The Vog, the voice of Griffin, the only burly podcast where a Griffin speaks to another Griffin. I'm your host with the most, Brad Sainz, your voice of Griffin. And I'm Beth Weaver, your, well, one of your academic mentors and your guest host for today. Uh, so you're listening to Vog. <laughs> Brad, I, I don't know about the name. It just, I know. Seems kind of bland, and we've already mentioned the name twice. Repetition is good for the brand, Beth. Besides, the name's a working title. Okay, then. Um, all right. Why why don't we call it something else, like um, Griffin Insight, or like Belly Talking, or like um, Griff Chat? Love the enthusiasm, but until we get a clearer response from the poll I've made in the grapevine, it's Vogue, a homage to Griffin acronyms like Swags and Migs. Migs. Male identifying griffins. It's also a fighter jet, which is cool. I'm hoping it catches on sometime. I, I really don't think it works like that, but like, you know, back to the podcast. Um, do you care to explain what it's about, Brad? Uh, it's like a radio show, but we don't ha- really have any budget or an audience or a particular agenda or charisma or personality or... Okay, so what's the point then? Well, Beth, we're doing a podcast to better amplify the voices and stories of everyday Griffins, starting with you and a couple of others along the way to get to know each other on a more parasocial level, hearing from ordinary Griffins doing extraordinary things. It's also a great opportunity to plug in sponsors and grow some clout. Ah, yes, the ulterior motive. Hey, don't judge me. So, Beth, you've recently been roaming around campus studying at random locations. What's that all about? Ah, yes. Okay. So this has been a bit of a passion project that I've been doing as um, as an academic mentor in the academic team. So um, these sorts of um, study reviews I've been doing on, that I've been posting on the academic page, which everyone should totally follow if you haven't already, um, have sort of been ways for Griffins to get to know other locations that they may not know about on campus so for example like say like they go like hey like I really love Griffin it's social and like say I can also study there but also it's really loud and I don't know what to do there are all these other places like say outside of say like Hancock or Chifley that people can go to as well and um I try to sort of like and again I'm biased so um but I try to put down the pros and cons of everything as well so like say um how like accommodating is how accessible it is like what's the noise levels like what's the seating like um so I'm always trying to keep those in account um and yeah and I can also talk more about um the other am stuff we've been up to if you like Brad um oh oh, do go on yes oh okay yes um so I think um this role we've really done a lot this year um in the team so we hosted our big bring your academic event which is sort of like was a networking cocktail party so you had people who literally brought their academics they had an invite and then they went they went to another academic or we invited the academic and everyone sort of just conversed about career prospects coursework um anything you like just to sort of like 
demystify the like line between um, student and staff as well. Um, and then we've also done like little things as well. So we've done um, EAP workshops, um, careers info nights, um, timetable plan, timetabling planning sessions, um, don't forget census day where people eat donuts and don't forget census day. Um, it's kind of catchy. Yeah, um, it sounds awesome, actually. Yeah. <laughs> um, and again, we're always around to answer any of your questions. And again, I'm only one of the team. So there is so much insight that the um, other girls have as well, which is really valuable. So we're always around if you have any questions. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Now, do you have any sort of recommendations for someone such as myself as a serial procrastinator? Like I am just the worst when it comes to procrastinating. It just has an entire afternoon's worth of study and just like that, it disappeared. Where did productivity go? Honestly, me too, me too. Like I have two assessments for you today where like it's always like uni is just like one of those things that's chaotic, right? Um, yep. And I think what I would probably say is that um, there's a level where procrastination is almost inevitable as well. Like there's always going to be the things that you struggle to find motivation for and all that. So it's sort of there's an element of choosing what you procrastinate but also say um looking at like other research knowing like the difference between like active and passive procrastination so passive being the sort of I was like I, I was literally watching a video on this last night so like you're really testing my knowledge here which is great um but like say passive is sort of when you sort of throw things off because you sort of want to avoid the negative feelings of doing of doing the work or doing the task or the perceived negative feelings and whereas active procrastination is sometimes like particularly for neurodivergent people, that's actually a tactic going like, hey, like I might do this a little bit later because I know um, that my brain is going to function at these times. So um, there's an element of like bringing in your own self-awareness for um, what you're doing as well. And also there's an element of being really kind to yourself, having that self-awareness of maybe why you're procrastinating going like, do I... Like what's going on here? What are the feelings I'm having? And sort of um, working from there and knowing that like procrastination is just a very normal human activity. Yeah, I guess uh, so. I'm just uh, reflecting on my own procrastination habits. Yeah. And be, be kind to yourself during that. And of course, like still do your work and even like put it down to manageable tasks because like sometimes you can't actually always be motivated. Sometimes you have to like again I was watching another video on this um it's sort of like I would tell you the title but like forgot um but um it's sort of sometimes like you can't actually have motivation to it sometimes you can't actually care about it and that's okay and it's sort of just breaking things down into really stupidly little chunks like say okay I have my work first task walk to my computer second task open my laptop third task open the app and sort of like it's okay like it how little they are like progress is progress it doesn't matter what rate it what matters is that you're making progress that sounds like a much better way of doing your work 
compared to mine, which is usually wait till the last minute, then stock up on energy drinks, go on a 10 or 11 hour rage juiced typing marathon about why the I hell mean, did I keep doing this to myself on my third energy drink, hyper caffeinated. I mean, yeah, that, I mean, that's also a classic uni experience as well. But um, do your best. That's enough. That's all you can ask for yourself. Um, shall we turn this dynamic around for a moment? Uh, where are you going with this? Um, well, you know, you've been at yeah. ANU now, um, you know, a little bit longer than me. Is there any tips and advice that you have for first years listening in right now? Oh, okay. For a second there, it kind of sounded like you were insinuating something there. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, I've got a couple of things on the top of my head. One thing that I've learned very early was to be assertive. This is a funny story about collecting my student ID card. What, what was supposed to happen was you go in there, you get your photo taken, wait five minutes for it to get printed, you collect your card and you walk out. Not me, however. I got my photo taken, waited more than an hour, wondering what on earth is going on. Turns out they forgot about me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually had a somewhat similar experience with my ID card as well. Like, it's, I don't know, like, for me, I sort of, like, ordered it in um, and all that. And, like, I remember actually waiting for weeks for mine as well um, because a part of it was that, like, it was also because I wasn't necessarily, like, assertive enough. I couldn't, I was like, hey, like, where is my ID card? I didn't actually realize I could do that. And that sometimes speaks to like really simple struggles of a student. Yeah, so continuing on to the story, I walk back up to the desk, tell them that it's been over an hour. Where's my card? Apparently uh, they changed shifts. So I was speaking to a completely different person who just gave me the standard, uh, wait in line for your photo to be taken. No, no, I got my photo taken about an hour ago. Can you please check the back to see where my card is? Yeah. I've watched a literal parade of students walk in, get their cards, walk out while I'm still there with my... <laughs> Sounds like a terrible restaurant. Yeah, so you don't even going, get food yeah. at the end. Yeah, you don't even get food at the end. You just get a card saying, yeah, show this around campus to prove that you're a student. <laughs> and also access buildings or even printing and stuff. Can't I really mean, do that without the card. buildings have free food. So, you know, it might be just an investment. Well, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> Anyway, go on with your story. Uh, yeah, that's uh, pretty much it. Uh, first chapter of a very, unfortunately, long chapter of my university career. <laughs> so uh, the moral of the story is uh, be assertive and in, conf in confidence of yourself because you are in the right. Well, I was in the right in that specific situation. Totally, yeah. Totally. And I think, like, another thing is that the ANU just, like, has this, like, system in place where, like, it's like, okay, we get things done, get things done, and very understandably, but in the process, sometimes you can feel a bit forgotten about. And so it's important that you sort of assert yourself in some way. So thank you for um, sharing that. Yeah, uh, that sort of leads to another thing that I've got uh, some sort of advice for. Mm -hmm. 
is uh, I found it very helpful within my first year. It's actually uh, shared to me by a friend of mine. Was to get access to the National Library of Australia. Just get yourself a free library yeah. card, and you've got a secondary database to ANU Super Search, which can help tremendously to find more journal articles mm. and research papers to go, order to get your papers. Because very recently, and I'm talking about the last year or so, that ANU Super Search has been a little bit finicky when it comes mm. to the sort of subjects that I'm looking into. Yeah. So it's always helpful to have a wider, legitimate database. That's actually really helpful, yeah. It's also um, nice to uh, sort of get off campus, go into the National Library as a different sort of place to study and meet some mm. friends, a nice cafe, nice vibes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, thank you for sharing that also because I think it's so because, like, the thing is, like, ANU starts to feel like its own little town as well. So sometimes you can forget what you can access outside of that. And even then, that's, like, motivated me to go, oh, what else can I look into? So, yeah, nice. Um, anything else you can share? Because, like, keep this advice coming because, like, you're also helping me. Uh, yeah, uh, one thing that you've previously mentioned was your, well, your portfolio, the academic mentors teams, workshops on EAPs. Yes, yes. Uh, yes, EAPs stand for? Education Access Plan. Yes, thank you. It was right on the top of my head. Anyways, I remember when I was in a situation where I needed to get an education access plan, but I've put it off for so long because of the stigma, really about yeah. access and inclusion totally. there was even a movement back then to rename it to access inclusion and empowerment but they decided against it because it sort of reinforced that stigma a bit which deterred a lot of students myself included yeah because I guess like the empowerment part can feel like a bit condescending I don't know like I I can sort of see why that would be the case yeah well uh this the reason why the stigma exists is because of a lot of uh, systemic failures. And this yeah. is not this is not just in ANU itself. It's a uh, sort of cultural influence mm. in terms of uh, how you are treated or how you are received mm -hmm. when you go up and say that I need some support or help. Mm -hmm. And it took, yeah. a, took a fair amount of uh, convincing for me to sort of sign up to it because I was in a position where I wasn't able to meet my academic obligations in a timely manner. Yeah. And uh, after being consulted, I guess the right word would be, is that uh, the purpose of an education access plan is so much broader for multitude of reasons, whether you are coming back from hospital after treatment or if mm. you're a single mother coming back to study mm. or even a employee of the public service who has to balance their work yeah. and study. And even like um, there's even like athletic things that you can get. If let's say like if you're in like if you're an athlete of some description, like don't quote me on this. I'd have to look into it further. Then you can also access access and inclusion services as well. So it's like it's not just like limited to disability or illness. And again, like those are still perfectly valid reasons yeah, for course. you to get the like help and support you need. But yeah, I think there's, you're totally right on that stigma. And like, thank you for sharing your story as well, because like, it's one of those things where like, say like obtaining these sorts of things can be challenging enough with doctor waiting times and say getting like like certain diagnoses and sort of um, also like 
like knowing within yourself the support you need sometimes that's really hard to admit to yourself so having that those sorts of added layers can be really really challenging um and it's like and I think there's so many people who fall behind like say to the ANU standards that really don't need and deserve to because they have the drive they have like the, and again intelligence isn't the end all be all but they have the intelligence they have the want to work hard and they have the interest and there are just these certain barriers in the way that won't necessarily allow for that so again like what I'd say to that is like like I like I in my role I've been a really big advocate for getting EAPs and all that so feel free even if I even if you see me like around I'm not even working my role like please like reach out to me and I can at least point you in the right direction I also have experience with obtaining an EAP as well so um that's a really good starting point just like knowing like who's around, who's actually been through the system. And of course, we can't speak for you, but we can at least get you started. Uh, yes. And uh, thank you for reminding me of just a little tiny sort of thing that you've recently brought up. Again, this bodes back to uh, confidence and assertiveness. If you obtain an education access plan, and this is pretty much the best advice that I can give right now, mm. use it, especially when, yeah. something, especially when something goes wrong. Last totally. semester. Last semester. Under my provisions, I was supposed to be provided an extra 15 or 20 minutes of uh, mm. reading and assessment time for my exam. But mm. unfortunately, something must have gone wrong. I didn't get that provision. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so definitely contact your course convener about that because not only is that unfair on you, but it does put you in a bit of a disadvantage if you have these provisions, but they mm. weren't granted to you. And nine, yeah. nine, ten, nine times out of 10, it's not in a malicious way. It's a genuine accident, but definitely follow up on that if you can. Yeah. And again, like these sorts of things, they're not advantages, they're accommodations. You, If you have an education access plan, that means that you have been to medical professionals and you have consulted with ANU staff and they have determined that you need this support. So um, like use it as well and for me I think um EAPs have been really important for me because it also allows me to feel like I'm on my own path in a way because like say I have things due at like say different times so I can sort of plan things without sort of comparing myself to people and that's a really powerful tool for me because that's something that really contributes to a lot of like my struggles so for me feeling like I'm on my own path has been a really powerful thing yeah I could imagine so yeah yeah oh my gosh this is such I I love this conversation yeah yeah all righty then as much as I would love to ramble on and on about oh, this me too, me too. the next hour or so uh, I'm just being waved behind the desk that uh, it's time to wrap up. Thank you so much for coming onto the show, Beth, for the first podcast since the pilot. Oh my gosh. Thank, thank you so much for um, letting me have a chat. I actually feel really honored. I was so excited when I got the text as well. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going for this podcast. Um, so yeah, I thank you so much. Um, again, I try to be around in the common room. 
I'm available by Facebook Messenger if you always have any concerns. I'm happy to listen to them when, within whatever capacity I have and also anyone else on the academic team is fantastic to talk to. But yeah, um, I just want to be as accessible as um, a person can be while people are, are going through the struggles, the trials, tribulations and also the fantastic things of uni with me. So yeah, no, thank you for um, shedding some light on my voice today. Yeah, no worries. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. Stay tuned for more episodes. And if you've got an interesting tale to share, don't hesitate to reach out and get in touch. I'm Brad. Thank you for tuning in.